Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey, y'all. Seven Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by the Armchair Media Network. It took two games for Jim Harbaugh to disappoint all of Michigan. It is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. the guy who started a change.org petition to get either BYU or Cincinnati into the playoff. And with me. As always is AJ, I'm a man, I'm 40, Marchese. <laughs> is it the anniversary of that or something? No, but my gunny got his ass kicked and I think <laughs> that's a win for everybody. <laughs> Today we'll break down our 2021 NFL draft superlatives from this past Saturday in college football. Let's hit it. Seven. 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 Seven rounds in heaven with my baby, driving up to Cleveland, maybe looking for a Lawrence or Sewell. Don't draft specialists on the first day, don't draft specialists on the second day, maybe draft a punter in the six. We'll see. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. The wait is finally over. Football is in full effect with many teams strutting their stuff. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season, from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props. BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head to BetOnline today and use promo code ARMCHAIR to take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. BetOnline, your online sports book experts. You know what happened to bettors who bet on Clemson this week, AJ? They uh, they almost had a heart attack, and then they did. Yeah, and they still lost because <laughs> Clemson did not cover against Boston College. But, on the bright side... I think maybe both both of our uh, best freshman columns will have uh, freshman quarterback DJU. That's what I call him. Uh, I think I can say it. I think I can say it. Go. But I look stupid after last or two weeks ago. DJ Uyongalale. Yeah, you don't sound super confident, but I think you're right. Joe Tessitore is the most confident person ever saying it. Well, it's true. To give myself credit, I didn't listen to that broadcast at all, so like, I okay. haven't even heard it out loud. T- T- Tess was like, I think just flexing that he could say because he was saying it so much. And then and then later, um, during the, C- the SEC on CBS game, you got Gary trying to say it, and oh boy, <laughs> can Gary not say it. I heard uh, I heard Beth Mowens try to say it on the late BYU game. I think it was Beth, right? Yeah. And she she she, she tried she tried her best, but it wasn't very close. <laughs> it's a, uh, it's, it's. I think tough. the update guy was just forcing them, forcing all the commentators to try to say it. Yeah, smart. But speaking of him, although they fell down what twenty eight ten to Boston College pretty early, uh, DJ mm-hmm. led the comeback, 
finished with 342 passing yards, two touchdowns through the air, another on the ground. And uh, it looks like once Trevor Lawrence is playing for the New York Jets, that Clemson will still be in good shape at the quarterback position. Yeah, uh, <laughs> this is just uh, meet the new boss, same as the old boss, baby. It's just, uh, I don't know. It's a factory there. Clemson's, it's just, it's them, Bama, and Ohio State. That's it now. And it's it's kind of sucks, but hey, that's, that's where we are. At least we have Clemson, you know. it's At least they're still kind of new. I know they're getting old, but uh, at least they're still kind of new, right? Yeah, we still remember the Taj Boyd days. Exactly. And I, I look back on them very fondly. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, he was fantastic. I mean, it, it, not like he puts so uh, much sauce on the ball. Like he yeah, can he rip. Does. Like he, that's something he needs to work on is throwing with better touch. But oh my god, can he rip that ball in there? Yeah, yeah. He's got a big old arm, and yeah, there was there was quite like a decent amount of overthrows where it's just like okay. But when he's when he settles down and he just rips it in and and it hits, it's it's big time. Man. And he's, and then yeah, he, he can move. Yeah, great. And, and he's yeah. massive. Like he's, he's huge. Yeah. He's six four, two fifty freshman, who can move, make every throw. Um, uh, he's really, really fun to watch. Even even though they got down early, like he never seemed overwhelmed. He did a good job yeah. taking advantage of uh, Travis Etienne's space. And um, like my God, the fact he, that he looks like he's he was made in NCAA fourteen. Yes, big time. The fact that they can go from Deshaun Watson to Trevor Lawrence to DJ with only like a little bit of Kelly Bryan in between, that's that's <laughs> yeah. pretty impressive. My goodness, um, he he looks like he'll be a guy that we're talking about at what the twenty twenty four NFL draft. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, can't can't wait to the, three years from now, baby. Do you want to just do you want to just skip all the episodes until we're talking about them? Yeah. Uh, also, we get to see, but but we get to see him in a bigger test uh, this week um, with mm-hmm. Dabo announcing that Trevor Lawrence will not be playing against Notre Dame because of COVID. Uh, so seeing him against that team will be exciting because I mean they're they're technically the fourth ranked team in the country. Maybe they don't always play like it, but at this point, if like there's if, no one you can really game, put over them. No, if they yeah. win, well, the, the big trap is if Notre Dame beats Clemson. And then uh, plays them in the ACC championship when Trevor Lawrence is back, and then Trevor Lawrence beats Notre Dame. The playoff committee would rather probably put them both in than put yes. Cincinnati or BYU. Correct. Uh, this is all a scam. <laughs> I I think Dabo's uh, in on it. I do too. I do too. And then the ACC called Dabo's desk and said, "Hey, just uh, just sit Trevor for one more game." And they say, "All right." Uh, <laughs> For real though, if they win this week, and then even if Clemson smokes them in the ACC championship game, uh, they'll they'll still put Notre Dame in. Just be, and especially like this year when they're they're trying to recoup losses, and Notre Dame is Notre Dame, like the biggest fucking you know a top five name at least in all of college football. Um, that that's that's money making, man, and they're gonna just throw it down. Like remember the remember the Bama Notre Dame national championship game where I think oh everyone just God. knew Bama was gonna roll them. And it was so unexciting, but I'm sure the ratings were amazing. Yeah, Manti uh, Teo. fans thought, yeah. Exactly. Manti Teo was like a Heisman finalist. Yeah, exactly. Or I'm sure Notre Dame fans thought Manti Teo was going to single-handedly stop that Bama off. And who, who was there for Bama? Mark Ingram? Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. he won the Heisman. Right. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I just thought he was going to shut and it's like, no way. Come on. <laughs> Man- they Man- fucking rolled him. Manti Teo was like, getting called like the next junior Seau. 
just yeah, it's insane yeah. things happening. No, Notre Dame like quarterbacks like Tommy Reese, <laughs> <laughs> who's now their offensive coordinator. So hey, um, sick. Yeah. Uh, so that's gonna happen again. That's what we're saying. This is way too much Notre Dame talk. Let, uh, yeah. Obviously, DJ, one of the best freshmen this week. Who else you got for your best freshman? Uh, Ricky White. Yeah, baby. <laughs> I want Michigan. you to have to say it. I know, I know. Uh, I, I'm a little short on freshmen, but between DJ and Ricky White, that's that's more than enough. Um, yeah, R- Ricky man, the- Ricky White, eight catches, 196 yards, and a touchdown. Um, only starting because of injury f- too. Felt insane. Yeah, and every catch just like it felt like a highlight reel. Um, Michigan's DB stunk. They stunk it up, but but Ricky White was fantastic. Yeah, and he he's uh he's a guy who played with LSU tight end Eric Gilbert at, at Marietta, and I just can't comprehend how how like how did a high school team even like I wouldn't even show up to play them. <laughs> like right, like imagine it's like you who had to play both ways. Th- that's in high school what, that's what I mean. Like imagine they're like, yeah, Rob, you you got to cover Eric Gilbert. Oh, <laughs> and, and then when that doesn't work, they put me on Ricky White and I'm just getting torched. Sick. It'd be on, I don't know. I don't know how they they got. I don't think they got stopped. I haven't looked at the numbers. They they won anything, state. They won state. Don't yeah, worry. Yeah. Well, f- shocker. Um. But yeah, R- Ricky White making making Michigan State like watchable. Rocky Lombardi isn't afraid to sling it downfield. Ricky White was. Uh, it was a lot of those stuttering goes. The Michigan corners yeah. were horrible. Um, it, it was clearly the game plan to just attack the corners. Yeah. Having there. having a, a, Ambry Thomas opt out really kind of screwed them this year, um, but yeah, I mean, it, it felt like in every big moment when Michigan State needed to play, it was just a deep ball to Ricky White, and he was so natural at tracking and hauling it in. Yeah, for real. Like, um, it's just every every time Michigan State needed to play, like you said, went to Ricky White and he made it, and Michigan couldn't make any plays. So yeah, him it, were bad. Him it, yeah. it it was kind of a, a maybe a weaker week. For freshmen, but both Ricky yeah. White and DJ were incredible. I, I threw Bajon Robinson in uh, the Texas running back. He didn't have like a mm-hmm. great game, fifty nine on the ground against Oklahoma State, but he just looks uh, like he he's already like athletically on an NFL level. He's yeah. He he. I know he's a five star. I think he was the top running back recruit in the country. And I, I just wanted to see Texas feature him more. Like, Keontae Ingram went down. You saw a little bit more Robinson, a little bit more Roscoe Johnson. But um, Robinson looks like maybe the future, uh, like, star of that Texas offense uh, once Sam Ellinger's out. I uh, I just went to the well for my next two. Uh, I went to the tank again. Speaking of future stars, I mean, Bo Nix actually had a better game, and they just blew the doors off LSU, which was kind of shocking. He, but. He's a sophomore. Oh, shit. My bad. Uh, here, I'll give you a freshman. I don't know what I'm thinking. Malachi Moore, who I went to last week, though, baby. Man, he's just a dog for Alabama. I, I think he got banged up at the end of the game, but uh, I-, I hope he's okay. But, like, eight tackles, a TFL, two-pass defense. Um, the next great Bama like, DB. Uh, that's what I was about to say. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I mean, it's been every week this year, to be honest. And he's – and it's just, like, the plays he's making is, like, I don't know, man. He's got a hell of a mentality and – it's just every time the ball's in the air, he thinks it's his. Or even when it's in the guy's arms, like we saw last week, um, uh, he's he's big time. Yeah, and he, he's he's already well built for a freshman. Got nice length. He can kind of play all around that secondary. Like, yeah. He can play corner. He can play safety. He can play nickel. 
Uh, he, he feels like maybe, like, not to say he's the next Minka Fitzpatrick, but that type of role for this defense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I, I Again, I, I I feel like he'll probably end up at corner, but, no, that's a, that's a good point. It's going to be interesting. All right, you, you want to go off about Bo Nix as your best sophomore now? No, I, I, I don't have Bo. I had Tank. Oh. Yeah, that's why you confused the hell out of me. No, I tank. I, I'm not. I didn't. I wouldn't talk about Bonix. You, you know, we know the rules of the show. We know the rules. I don't uh, know. Get, you, okay, you. I know you. Sophomore. I know you didn't have volume on for Gary Danielson doing that Auburn game, which is probably a good call. I listened for the comedy. This guy was talking about like Bonix as if he he he's as athletic as Cam Newton and a future number one pick. It was insane how much he loves. Like even when Bonix did something bad, uh-huh. he would talk about how it was his teammates' fault. It was crazy. It was the best. <laughs> no, no. Uh, best sophomore. I went to baby to uh, yeah, to, Talia, Talia, Tumbo Viloa. I don't know. I can't say any of this. I think I'm confident with the last name now, uh, but I still won't say it again in case you fuck it up. Yeah, man. He put on a show Friday night in the overtime. Tumbo Viloa. I did it. There you go. That's good. Yeah. Um, it's kind of embarrassing. We still can't do this. Anyways. Ah uh, man, I know he, he it's got a rough start last week when they got blown out, but he's got a hose and he can run and he, he looks awesome. He was so much fun to watch. Uh, just making those big time steam throws down the stretch to uh to, to score. I mean that that game was so much fun. Also, Almost four hundred yards passing, three touchdowns, two rushing touchdowns. That's a hell of a game. You you can understand why they struggled so much against Northwestern, and like considering Talia just got to Maryland, it's yeah. already a bad program mike loxley hasn't had that much time to kind of put his touch on it and Mm. and so the fact that it took them an extra game maybe to kind of look more confident on offense isn't surprising and northwestern beat iowa they're they're two and oh um so that's part of it too minnesota's defense has just got awful they lost a lot of like uh, like quietly lost a lot of talent to the nfl on defense um, yeah. But like T- Talia, the athleticism he he moves better than Tua, I think for sure as a runner at no, least. No, for sure. Um, and he's not quite as filled out. I don't think he's a little bit shorter too. But the the arm talents there. He made a couple really well, uh, like placed anticipatory throws. Yeah. Um, and, and they have some they have some weapons on that Maryland offense. I mean. James Funk's the greatest running back in the history of football. <laughs> He's the, as Big Ten as it gets. That's how you know Maryland's acclimated to the Big Ten is that James Funk exists and is their leading rusher. Jake Funk. Jake yeah, Funk, Funk, whatever. Man. The Funk man. I, I, I put him for Week Day Warrior, but anyways. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, he was like, <laughs> he was amazing. I had jump in. 200 yards, man. The Funk man is amazing. I love him. It's so much fun. And he's like, I think he had like, this was easily his best game of his career, and he's already like a senior. <laughs> he's a redshirt senior. Yeah, and it was his best game of his career. So I think it's like I don't think he ever had a hundred yard game before uh, Friday night, to be honest. So that's sick. Uh, who, who else do you have for sophomore though? Guess how many yards Jake Funk has ran for in the previous four years? Uh, five hundred and twelve. Oh my god, you overrate him. Four hundred and fifty-two. Oh, yeah, I was way off. Fuck, I look so stupid. He, he's never topped 200 yards in a season until oh now, God. and he did it in a game. In 2018, he had two carries for minus two yards. I know he, he got – I'm pretty sure he got hurt that He, year, he played right? in three I, I, games, six games total the last two years, but still. 
Yeah, he's dealt with injuries, and now he's back, and he's spectacular. He's from he's Maryland, too. Player. I bet he walked on. I've got a feeling he walked on. What do you think? He's a king. He is my king. I don't, I don't care. All right, well, going, what's the walk? What's the walk on award? I always forget the name of it. I don't, do you like know? the walk on Heisman? Yeah, I don't remember. He's gonna win it this year, is what I'm saying. I mix he, up the academic Heisman. Isn't it the Burlesworth? Is that the walk on? Yeah, one? I think you're right. I yeah, think you're right. and then I forget what the Good academic work. one is. Uh, okay, I, I got academic. I got I got two more sophomores. Um, yep, both from the state of Ohio. Start with Garrett Wilson, the Ohio State wide yep. receiver. 11 catches, 111 yards. Also had that opening 62-yard yep. jet sweep. He looks like a future first-round stud. This is the second week yep. in a row. He is on here. He is a freaky athlete. I love him. I love Ohio State receivers. He is a stud. Uh, my other one is Ahmad Gardner, the Cincinnati corner. Um, guy. Yeah, I he is just he's got a lot of dog in him, and like that Memphis mm-hmm. offense put up fifty on UCF, UCF, and Cincinnati held them to ten points. Through both him and Kobe Bryant, their other corner shut down. Other than one big play where the receiver took it like ninety on a screen, Cincinnati gave up Classic nothing. Memphis. And he is long in physical press man coverage. I think he's going to be one of the top junior corners next year, especially now that Cincinnati's getting so much attention as a top yeah. t- ten team, and this defense is legit. Marcus Freeman, they, like they have more interceptions than they've given up passing touchdowns. Marcus Freeman's going to be a head coach in the Power Five if he wants it by next year. Cincinnati will be in the Power Five next year, baby. They should be. Let's let's uh, get rid of Michigan, bring Cincinnati into the Big Ten. I, I'm fine with that. Then maybe Michigan can win a fucking conference. So. You think they could win uh, the AAC? SMU would torch them. <laughs> Fuck, right? Probably. Oh, <laughs> uh, God damn it. Uh, I threw Spencer Sanders. I know he had the fumble issues, but he looked back, baby, and he was he was kind of lighting up he, Texas he, four touchdowns, 40 yards. He's yeah. really interesting because there'll be, like, some soft, like classic sophomore mistakes. The fumbles weren't great. Yeah. It's a pocket yeah. awareness stuff, but then, like, the arm talent and the overall athleticism is yes. so clear, like, you can yeah. project him maybe a year or two from now as being an NFL guy. Yeah, exactly, and that's kind of what I felt like when we uh, when we watched him in the summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know he's a redshirt sophomore, but obviously he's not, no chance of coming out. But yeah, the, the arm and the, the mobility are just really interesting. Mike Gundy probably shames his underclassmen into returning. <laughs> it's just a yeah, bad feeling sure. I have. Okay, you said the Funk Man was your weekday warrior? Yeah, I, I'll, I'll say another name in a sec, but go, go for your guy. Uh, I'm going to go with Chris Ottman-Bell. Four catches, 112 yards, yeah. on a touchdown against Maryland. The Maryland offense was basically just pounding Muhammad Ibrahim or just tossing up jump balls to Chris Altman Bell. Um, PJ Fleck is obviously shown an ability to recruit and develop receivers. At Western Michigan, he had Corey Davis. And then last year, Tyler Johnson. Now he's got Rashad Bateman. And Chris Altman Bell uh, looks to be the next man up. I I think Mm -hmm. Altman Bell um, is kind of being that Tyler Johnson for them this year, it kind of seems like a little bit. Or, or yeah. he, actually, maybe, maybe this is better. With how much coverage Tyler Johnson was seeing last year, it allowed Rashad Bateman to take advantage of one-on-ones, and now Rashad Bateman's seeing so much coverage, it's allowing Chris Ottman Bell to take advantage of those one-on-ones. And he's a really physical road runner, really physical um, at the catch point. He elevates so well. He, mm-hmm. On that one near the goal line, it just felt like he was hanging in the air forever. Yes. High point yeah. in that. He, he's, he's a lot of fun. Terry Morgan is awful. But Minnesota wide receiver, you. <laughs> yeah, retweet. Uh, I put Amon Bell for sheen up the board. 
Yeah, I, I just want to highlight Muhammad Ibrahim again because he's like the, the only thing. <laughs> I love him so much. 41 carries for 207 yards and four touchdowns. Uh, I hope they don't run him into the ground, but he's 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 the best right now. I love watching him. He, I do not believe that he only weighs 210 pounds. No, no, there's there's zero chance. Like uh, he's, he's listed, I think he's listed five ten two ten. I would bet he's shorter and heavier. I bet he's he's probably he's probably like two twenty five. Yeah, I bet he's five nine two thirty. He's yeah, king. Uh, he, I mean, he ran for a thousand yards as a freshman. Um, when who was it? Rodney Smith got hurt. And mm-hmm. now he's going to run for 2,000 as a junior and lead the country in carries. <laughs> he has 67 and, and yeah. carries in two games. That's insane. And Minnesota will win three games. He's, be sick. I got a feeling he's going to be the James Robinson. He's going to end up going undrafted and then starting for, like, the Texans at running back. <laughs> I told you. I loved him in the summer. I, I, I he, don't. An- I think, I think, I think he's just ahead. angry he's in Minnesota. And that's why he runs so <laughs> mad. He's the best. I, I love Muhammad Ibrahim. I again. I just. I mean, it's fun seeing him get thirty carries, but I mean, uh, for his NFL future, I don't want to see him get burnt out. Yeah, fair, fair. They need to find a new quarterback. That's my take. Uh, yeah, that's correct. Okay, best prospect. Um, con- uh, kind of hard not like with Trevor Lawrence out. Kind of hard not to go Justin Fields once again. I would guess. Yeah, I did. But I did Rob. But uh, so my question is. If you weren't including quarterbacks, who, who who do you think the best prospect you saw yesterday was? Uh, or the most dominant, the best, I guess. The best single... Okay, yeah. The best single performance... Mohamed Ibrahim. Mohamed Ibrahim, yeah. I, I'd say Devonta Smith. Yes. I, I just wanted to see if we had... I mean, it was... Part of it was like Mississippi State. I don't know who their defensive back coach is, but I don't know if he knows how to coach because, my God, they didn't know what to do. And it, no. it, it it was hilarious. Like if if, if they every time they played off, Devonta Smith would <laughs> run an out and up and just be wide open. Yeah. And yeah. if Mac Jones didn't underthrow one of those balls, that would have been a house call too. He finished with eleven catches for two hundred and three yards and four touchdowns. He put on a route running clinic. I think my yeah. favorite was the the slant like inside the ten. Yeah, uh, where he just like oh, they, he's just a route running magician. I yeah, I thought um he potentially be the receiver who who might slip in a deeper class beat because um he's more of that route runner and not like the insane Jalen Waddle speed type guy. Not that he's slow, mm-hmm. but now with Jalen Waddle out, like the, exactly, like I have a hard time imagining he looks exactly like Stephon Diggs every time I watch him. The route running is perfection. His ball skills, his I think he no one has better ball skills in this class than him. His ability to track is insane, um, in. I'm certain, like, if, if the Senior Bowl happens, he is going to be Senior Bowl MVP if he goes and, and be a top 20 pick. Like, he is a freak. Yeah. And like, like you said, with, with Waddle out, he's the star of the show. And, like, he definitely was a star. And, and he's going to keep putting up these type of numbers. And, I mean, he he did last year. And I think he tied Amari Cooper for uh, Bama's rece- touchdown yeah, record. 31. And, like you said, the, the, route, the, route, ooh, the route running was amazing. Uh, and then just like it also his release game, man, it, it was just ridiculous. I, I know Mississippi State wasn't putting too much pressure on him; it was kind of easy, but uh, he still made it look real damn good. And like you said, the ball skills—it was all kinds of difficult and contested catches for Smith. It was—it was like an easy game, but he—I he, don't know—I don't know if it was an e- like it was easy, but also he made it look 
easy, but it was also difficult. I don't know what I'm saying. He was awesome is what I'm trying to say. He, he's, he's less than 100 yards away from being the second all-time leading receiver in Bama history. kind of insane. Like, when it feels like like he just emerged in, like, late September last year, well, you know he, I mean? he, It's funny because, obviously, he, of of the, the Smith, Ruggs, uh, Judy recruiting class, um, he had the biggest play as a freshman in the national championship game. But outside of that play, he 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 was not like heavily involved as a freshman, especially considering how much Judy and Rugs were. Um, yeah. and, and then last year he exploded, and now he's just become alpha as hell. And he's like the I, I, what did they call him? They call him like the doctor or something at Alabama because he's old. Um, but now he he's only about six hundred yards away from breaking Amari Cooper's uh Alabama record for receiving yards. Which at this rate is completely possible. He has seven hundred fifty nine yards in six games. Uh, yeah, he. I mean, I think he's gonna get it. Yeah, I, get I it. hope he does. Uh, no offense to Mary Cooper, but God, I love watching Devonta Smith. And like uh, the fact that like, oh my God, Jerry Judy, Calvin Ridley, Devonta Smith, Amari Cooper, Julio Jones, Henry Ruggs, Jalen Waddle, like these receivers under the Nick Saban uh, coaching staff has just been insane. Remember when it was like it was just Julio though, and then Cooper. Came yeah, on, but it well, was even like, it was just Julio and running backs for that that offense for yes. ten years. And, and like the whole like the Julio passing game or the the passing game when Julio was there was like Greg McElroy toss, tossing 50-50 balls to Julio, <laughs> like a couple times a game. That was the whole passing attack. But yeah, Devonta Smith was an absolute stud, and I just wanted uh, us to highlight him there. Justin Fields um, was was incredible once again. Uh, four touchdown passes, over 300 passing yards. Never really felt like Penn State was in that game, even though they no. came back a little bit after some stupid Ohio State missed field goals and one second being on the clock before half when they kneeled it out and then Penn State kicking a field goal. That was pretty dumb. Big Ten refs suck. Yeah. Um, There's a lot of bad refereeing this week in college football. In the Big Ten specifically. Yeah, that Michigan should have won. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm telling you. (laughs) Big Ten propping up Michigan State again. What else is new? (laughs) Um, But yeah, Fields. Some some of the ball placement he's throws he's making. He just he never seems. He's got the same thing Justin Herbert had. Level headedness. Yeah, he, he never seems one way or the other. He always seems so calm. Yeah, no, and, absolutely. And, 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 that, and like he that, looked like that last year, but it's like even it's another level this year. Yeah, like the pass rush doesn't bother him. Even on that one that one play where he slipped and almost fell down, and he yeah. managed to get it <laughs> off to the tight end in the flats. Like he just the poise is insane with him. The accuracy is clearly improved. He's I think one of the best decision makers in the country. He's safer with the football than Trevor Lawrence. Um, and, yeah, no, that that's that's true. Like I think it is. At this point, insane to think anybody else would be quarterback too. I, like Justin Fields is closer to Trevor Lawrence than anyone is close to Justin Fields. Uh, I agree, and I mean, it, obviously, it it helps Justin Fields that Trey Lance plays one game. This right, year, right, right. But uh, that being said, I, th- I felt like that in the summer. I, I think I know you had Fields and Lance really close. Mm-hmm. I I thought Fields was closer to Lawrence. I mean, a, a gap, and I think he's he's narrowed it a bit, and that has nothing to do with Lawrence's play, obviously. Yeah. Um, like, but yeah, I felt a bigger gap between two well, and three, and I, I I think you're right. At yeah, this point, ahead. at this point, it might end up being like the main conversation is quarterback class might end up being Zach Wilson versus Trey Lance, right? 
Yes. Just, just be, that is interesting. With the way Zach Wilson every game, and then we only get that one game showcase of Trey Lance. We also, like, it's not like he's a senior, so we're not going to see him again until the combine. And that's a long time. And there's more, although Zach Wilson's doing it to lower level defenses. Hey, going to the Smurf turf this Friday. That's, yeah, that's, that, no that's the big easy one. Easy place to play. But uh, um, that, that'll that be a fun, like, I wonder if how many quarterbacks do we end up seeing in the top 10? Do we see four? Do we see two? And then those other two have, like, the Jordan Love route? Mm. It'll, it'll be very, interesting. very interesting. I, I think Fields is, like, is he going second or is he going third? I think that's that's the conversation at this point, to be honest. Yeah, and then that will just be about who's picking where, right? Exactly. Yeah. There's nothing, but there might even be a chance where he's even so good that uh, a, a team that maybe wasn't like you know, a, like say the Giants are picking second, where it's like the the pick makes more sense to take Panay Sewell, but uh, maybe Gettleman's out. We we talk about this all a lot. Joe yeah. Judge isn't there anymore. Maybe they pull the trigger on Justin Fields. He's that good. Now, they should. Right? They so, should. If, if you have the choice of Daniel Jones or Justin Fields. I mean, come on. Um, For real. I, I threw two other guys down under best prospect. Uh, Travis Etienne, although it was a very quiet game on the ground for him, just the way he affected the game as a pass catcher and yeah. really helped DJU through that that first start. 140 yards through the air. Every week he looks more and more like Alvin Kamara to me. He went from being a questionable pass catcher to being an elite pass catcher. Um uh, if if any running backs go in the first round, like it's uh, it's obviously him and Trav or him and Najee Harris are like the only two you would consider. Um, I, the more I see Etienne affect the passing game, the more I'm certain teams will be like that can be our Alvin Kamara, yeah. and he ends up. Going. I was uh, I was about to ask you, uh, call your shot. Is he a first round pick or not? Like I wouldn't do it, but he will be. I agree, um, especially because he's gonna destroy the combine. Did you see the? I saw a bit on Twitter too. Najee Harris is expected to test insane too. Um, Doesn't surprise me. I, I think Etienne. I mean, it's so early, but I, I do think he'll be a first round pick, and uh, I wouldn't be shocked if Harris is too. Oh, I'm just sorry. I just read a tweet that Jake Luton might be the dude in Jacksonville. I'm so happy yeah, right now. I I know. I saw. I had that. <laughs> I just... Derek, I, hey, last year, check the receipts on this podcast. I comped him to Derek Anderson. Now I feel so smart. <laughs> um, I also put Patrick Sertain down just because that pick six yeah. was beautiful. He gave up zero in coverage. It's like every week, if if you throw at him, he makes a wonderful play, and most teams just don't even throw at him anymore because he's so good. That's so true. It, it just feels like he doesn't get any targets this way. Um. He is a freak and of an athlete too. This class is this class yeah. as a whole is shaping up to be amazing, just in general. I I I, I totally agree. Um, yeah, I think Sertain was a good one to, to throw here because I put him for shooting up, but it's not like he really. Was yeah, like it, to put him here. It feels like just with especially seeing Lauren Sean Wade in a bit, but especially with yeah. that and Caleb Farley sitting the year out, like Sertain's gonna be the top corner off the board and mm-hmm. and put potentially in the top ten. I mean, if Jeff Okuda can go as high as he did, then. Sir, that pick six was fantastic. He, he, was I know the game was over. One of the like, best I've ever seen. I, I, yeah, I, dude, I totally feel the same, and it, it like it's gonna go under the radar because. Well, you were saying uh, that to me when it happened. You're you're like, I gotta tweet this out. It's insane. But it, what was it? It was right when something else had happened. It was the the Dotson. Right, right, the Dotson one hander, but and, and, <laughs> so, which was also insane. But like the certain play uh, from a football perspective i think was the more impressive play i totally agree and i mean 
fuck, we're showing our non-hot take routes here, uh, routes here, because yeah, that's a better football player, man. Like to break, because he that was a big time break on the ball. Even if he just got there and broke it up, that's a big time play. And then like just all hands catch to kind of reach around the front and, and in front of the wide receiver, uh, and then to house it. It was a fantastic football play. Like uh, I know the one headed catch is, is going to be on Sports Center for inf- Infinity, but that I mean obviously it was a great play. I'm not diminishing that, but. Uh, that that certain pick six was amazing. Oh yeah, who you got shooting up the board? Uh, let's start. Uh, you know what? While we're here, let's let's talk Zach Wilson. I'll put him here. Um, another great performance. He had an interception, but it was like it, it was pretty bad. He tried to back the shoulder, but the wide receiver wasn't there. It's just like he's been hitting those throws all year. That I think is just a bit of a miscommunication. So, uh, other than that, though, like three touchdowns, two twenty four uh, rushing touchdown again. I guess quieter statistically. I, I, well, I, I, I was gonna say somehow, probably his worst game of the season. They still drop forty, and he still makes like three, four, five passes that is all over draft Twitter because they're just insane. And three, four, five of those passes uh, were drops. So, if, if yeah, you that's really true. looked at the, if you looked at this game, uh, this game could have been even bigger. Even more highlight, really, because I his, mean, his that, that best one throw, throw was that that yeah. drop. It, that was yeah. it to Dax Milne just down like deep down the. I don't know how he made that throw. I call it the Kyler throw because you remember he had that one in. in yes, uh, that's good. Who was it? Bama. I can't, I can't remember. In the back but of the end, everyone zone. knows the. Th- yeah, where he it's Kyler sprinting full speed up into a pocket and just dropping into the end zone. And this wasn't in the end zone, but it was just as long, almost as long. That Kyler throw was like sixty yards. It was fucking insane. But this one was probably fifty yards and. Uh, into double coverage, and he just put it on the money, and yeah, Milne, Milne dropped it. Uh, but yeah, Wilson just keeps flashing those insane, uh, you know, off off wow, what's off platform? Thank you. Throws where thanking yourself, where it's just crazy or on the move throws, and just like the drop in the arm angle, like uh, I mean, you, you, it's, it's such a buzzword. But the arm talent throws is, is what he just keeps displaying he, so much. He, he is, he is, his stats are stupid. I know it's against like not like AAC teams and less than that, but uh, nineteen touchdown passes and seven rushing touchdowns in seven games. They're undefeated. Their their worst game was that UTS game where like he didn't play poorly. It it was just like yeah. I don't know. The it, it, the team was sluggish. Yeah, and then the next week they blew the doors off Houston, who was the best team they played. Um, yeah, it's uh, honestly like if. BYU makes the playoffs, which is obviously a massive, massive if. He's got a shot at the Heisman. That's the only way, though. That's the only way, yes. If they make the playoffs, he has a chance at the Heisman. And, it's, 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 and he still wouldn't win it. He still wouldn't win it because you vote, like, he would come third. No. Like, I think he will come third. I think that the Heisman is going to be Lawrence or Fields and then Wilson third. Now we're at the point, and you kind of touched upon it, where it. First of all, I, I think Wilson's like a first-round pick now. Yes. And it, it took me a while to say it, and uh, it's not a hot he's, take he's, anymore. He, he's not like Joe Burrow, but he's doing the Joe Burrow thing. Yeah. And now, which, you, hey, you, you hit it pretty big in the summer, by the way. I keep giving you credit for Thank that. Thank you. I'm but, fucking uh, genius. <laughs> be you mentioning Wilson versus Lance, which I don't think anyone's really talking about yet, but that's well, uh, hey. you're right. That, that's going to be a big conversation soon. Andre Ware's talking about it. Well, okay. Well, Andre Ware knows quarterbacks better than anyone in the world. Andre Ware is a Wilson's genius now. He said Zach Wilson's Aaron Rodgers week one, maybe. 
I I have to say, like, respect Andre Ware on this. Everyone clowned him for, like, multiple weeks, and he looks like a genius now. Uh, but yeah, Zach, Zach Wilson's He's calling their games every week. Yeah, yeah sorry, what Zach Wilson's fun as hell. Uh, this quarterback yeah, class fun. is so much fun. Like, just obviously having the, the Lawrence Fields, they've been rivals since high school, that whole storyline. Then Zach Wilson kind of coming out of nowhere and making BYU good again, who has a history of awesome quarterbacks. Trey Lance coming out of North Dakota State powerhouse, but only having this one game showcase. And all this... For the quarterback five, you got two two of the best teams in the SEC featuring Kyle Trask mm-hmm. and Mac Jones, and that's kind of feels like the that, that those are the top six quarterbacks. Um, yeah, and uh, God, Quar- all, quarterback all play like, has gotten so much better, and yeah. it's so yeah. good for my my mental health. <laughs> it's true. Like remember, like uh, like even five years ago, you throw on any random college football game, and sometimes there's just terrible, terrible quarterback play on both sides, and like rarely would you even get one good quarterback. And now it feels like you can throw on any game and you're seeing flashes from both guys. You know what I mean? Like, like maybe not like, oh, man, this guy's draftable every single quarterback. But, like, even, I forget what game I was watching. But even just, like, the the routine throws and, like, every guy feels like they got a pretty good arm now. Like, it's it's definitely really impressive. But, yeah, quickly going back to this class, um, like, like, like each, each quarterback has, like, it's going to be, like, a, a super fun evaluation because Trevor Lawrence is Trevor Lawrence. Justin Fields is – is QB one in any other class, and obviously exciting yeah. as hell. Uh, Trey Lance, I, I mean, I always I love small school quarterbacks. It's such a huge bias of mine. So anytime you get someone like him, and he's the best player on the field every single week, he has so much amazing. athletic upside. Yeah, and then Wilson, we just talked about, and then like you said, Trask and Mac Jones, they're going to be really weird, and f- I don't know if they're going to be fun evaluation, but they're going to be really weird and interesting evaluations, and their stock's going to be all over the. Yeah, place they're polarizing. Out. And they're both they're both similar in terms of like neither has great arm, but um, and the players around them definitely boost Are their amazing. stats. Yeah, and so it's yeah. it's hard to gauge like is this guy that good or is it the guys around him? But but at the same time, like they're very good decision makers. They they both to me seem like day two guys who who can be maybe Kirk Cousin esque type starters. Yeah, uh, see, I, I think I'm more in the, like, you're going to take them in day two and try to, div- I, I, like, yeah. like you did with Kirk, right? Yeah, but, like Kirk, Kirk, Nick Foles, like that type of realm. Mm-hmm. Um, a big test for Trask this week. This, this is going to be a big one yeah. against the Georgia. I, I think so this, that, this makes or breaks whether he's still talked about as, like, a late first-round guy. Which and, As some people, yeah, I mean, I've never been there. Me neither. People are. Yeah. Uh, okay. My, I think the the number one shooting up the board. We, t- we talked a lot of offense. Let's talk a little defense. How about Joseph Asai? This guy has been monster game. Like just a monster all season through Texas being yes. all over the place. His his like moving to this true more true edge role in Chris Ash's yes. defense has has done wonders for him. He's a freak of nature with his athleticism. He has I, I maybe the best motor in the country. Um, mm-hmm. he had yeah, 12, that's a good point. 12 tackles, six TFLs, three sacks, forced fumble, recovered a fumble all against Oklahoma state. The number six team in the country. He, he threw six games, has 12 TFLs and four and a half sacks. And the, like entering the year, I was low on him. I, I thought he, he, he kind of played that tweener Sam role where he, yes. he sometimes rush the passer and sometimes play off ball. And I thought, uh, off ball like he he did not do a good job of reading keys he, he he didn't look natural in coverage and then he like i said he moves this more true edge role and he's a fucking monster he is 
oh my god, he's one of the most fun players to watch in the country. He went from being like a Malik Jefferson type of off-ball linebacker <laughs> to being a potential first-round pick and one of the first edge pa- uh, edge rushers off the board. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I agree. He's the highest riser this week. And like you said, ended the game for Texas where he's he's backside chasing Spencer Sanders, and that motor is ridiculous. And <laughs> for real, like going from like this frustrating tweener role where you're like, okay, the, the, the traits are there. Just let him put his hand in his dirt and in the dirt and go in the summer which we're, we're watching him there and now they, they are and he's been a fucking beast man like i right now again it's i hate doing this because it's it's it, but it's not one week for with with side he's been amazing right now if you're to ask me i think he's a first round pick yeah i, I think so too um but obviously we're, we're months and months away but we'll contradict opinions constantly on this podcast that's what we do best yeah i know but <laughs> yeah, flip, I, flip, I have to next agree week he's undraftable I have yeah, to yeah. like it be, because especially this edge class in general. Like I'm still not like I know D- Daniel Jeremiah like said some crazy things about Gregory Rousseau in the summer, but like I'm not yeah. sold on any any one person owning the top edge spot yet. I think there's a lot of really interesting guys, and there's a lot of guys who who will go top 100, but nobody is like clearly taking that throne yet and i think joseph is fully in that conversation like it's him it's gregory Rousseau, it's quitty pay it's like jason way like there's so many interesting dudes i I, again it's there's no chase young in this class there's no nick bosa there like there will be next year zach harrison of ohio state but like whatever more on that later um (laughs) there's just but there's so many like there's like 10 guys you you could see competing for a first round spot and i think that's what makes this class so fun like, I love the depth, but there's no, like, clear dude. So there's going to be a lot of people banging the table for different guys. And I, I like that with the position yeah. group. And they're they're all kind of, like, different types of players, too. It's a, it's a very versatile and deep uh, edge group. Um, but, like you said, no top guy. Like, it might be no one goes in the top 10, but, all, like, 10 guys in the top 60 or 55. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like oh. So, yeah, it, it definitely – and yeah, I know. Like, right now, if again, if I had to bet, Osai is a first-round pick because the traits are all there and the – the year is there for him. So, um, I have a, a handful of receivers who shooting shoot up the board this week again, just to like compliment this wide receiver class in general. Um, but like, although they lost, Tom Wallace had a really nice bounce back game after sh- yep. struggling a little bit against Iowa State. He is he's a guy who probably doesn't go in the top sixty or whatever picks. Because I don't think he's gonna run all that well, but he's just—he's a gamer. He's a dog. The ball's in the air. He's getting it. His body control, yep. his, his physicality—even though he's not the biggest guy—he is so much fun to watch. He dunked on Texas in the corner of the end zone on that one touchdown. He's gonna be one of my favorite players, but I can understand why some people will be lower on him. So uh, I'll jump ahead. I put him for my make me look stupid, and it's kind of different because you know I love him, but I've been I've been starting to doubt him, and I I do think the doubts are valid because, like you said, I, I don't think he's gonna be a top sixty pick, even though I had him like around there or in the third in the summer. But it kind of feels like he might be Tyler Johnson this year. Yeah, he's putting up these insane. And to, to be fair, he hasn't been good, and that's kind of why I'm saying make me look stupid because he fucking like you said he mossed that dude in the corner. And like he 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 shot me up this week because this is what he's got to do every week. But just yeah, like I don't know if he's going to test very well. The, the separation isn't great, but the contested catches are amazing. So like seeing where he goes is going to be interesting. But I like again, if I'm betting and I'm betting a lot today, 
I kind of feel like fourth round or ish right now, to be honest. But that's not because I I don't love them. That's because that's what I think the NFL is going to think. Yeah, and just the overall depth of the class won't help. And that, yeah. Uh, No. A couple other receivers. Chris Olave, who's having a monster start to the season for Ohio State. Um, He tracks the ball so well. He is so nuanced as a right runner. He's a guy who I thought might fall to the second round because he's not this height, weight, speed freak like some of these other guys. Um, But the way he's playing might prove me wrong. I love Chris Olave. He's also a great special teamer. Uh, Maybe he ends up being the the Terry McLaurin of this class and and does fall a little bit. But the production he's putting up right now, I mean, God, this receiver class, it's it's so hard. Like... After Jamar Chase and like Jalen Waddle, there's so many different directions you could you can go with your like wide receiver rankings, um, yeah. And, and especially with like like Rashad Bateman's, you're starting a little quieter. Rondell Moore is hurt. Yeah. Tyler Wall's been a little all over. Sage Surratt opted out. Justin Ross isn't playing. Like Chris Olave is certainly in that top five wide receiver conversation. Yeah. No, he's helping himself a lot. Um. You know, I'll, I'll go to a guy. I got a lot of receivers too. I'm, I'm, I don't, I don't know how high he's gonna go, but Kadarius Tony just keeps making me fall in love with him, Rob. I'm falling for him hard. Four catches for sixty and two touchdowns, and then uh, a rushing touchdown because he's just so fucking good with the ball in his hands, man. On on one of his receiving t- one of his receiving touchdowns, he just got open deep and Trask hit him. The other one, like. <laughs> was on a screen and he almost got his head taken off and kept his feet somehow and reversed and went the other way and scored. And then uh, <laughs> just on another one that you won't see in the highlights uh, on a handoff, he made a just an absolutely disgusting juke move in the backfield uh, where it, he turned a negative four-yard loss into a, a positive six-yard run. I'm falling for Tony hard, and I know we've talked about him multiple times on the show, but like – I don't know, man. Like, I, I don't – again, the, the the receiver class is so damn deep. But every NFL team wants a guy like this right now because they're, they're – first of all, we're seeing the NFL finally figure out offense clearly. But every team's going to have see him and say he's this guy that we can just – you know, the, the Debo Samuel, the Brandon Ayuk, the stuff that Percy Harden. Kyle Shannon's doing. Per, that's – yeah. that's he, he feels like Percy mixed with Debo to me is, is to be honest because he's got Christ. like the – I'm not saying he's that good of a player. I'm saying that's what he feels like. It's that type of role. Um, yeah, I'm falling for him hard, Rob. All right, I got two more quickly. Anthony Schwartz finally got himself a huge mm-hmm. touchdown as the fastest man in college football. 91-yard torching of the LSU defense. <laughs> um, he's going to be really weird to evaluate because his production hasn't been great, but that has more to do with his quarterback than him. Uh, and then Des- yeah. Desmond Ritter, who I don't know – if he would come out, but he's certainly in the top 10 quarterback conversation. And, and maybe he's the quarterback five in this class. He looked really good on the deep ball and the mm-hmm. seam ball. And and we know what he can do as an athlete. So he, he's another guy to keep an eye on as Cincinnati stays undefeated. Yeah, no, that's an interesting one. Cause I, I think like Ritter would be smart to kind of take advantage of another year. And since he's getting more hype and like being like a Jordan love entering next year, you know what I mean? Yeah. And like, even, even with like, I'm not saying he's going to have a down year next year because how could I say that? But even if he slips a bit, like just the, the pure talent could be enough to get him in the first round. I don't think it's going to be that this year because we have all these quarterbacks. Correct. Uh, I'll throw one more wide receiver in, one of our favorites, Diami Brown at UNC, who just uh, 
carried the Tar Heels. 11 catches, 240 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, doing it all, like doing his classic nines and making sick, contested catches. Uh, flashing the yak, too. Had a yak, nice yak touchdown. Not a long one, but he, he did all the dirty work to get in. Uh, another guy in this huge class that's going to be interesting to see, but there, there's definitely a role for him in the NFL. Okay, my top sliding down the board belongs to Ohio State corner Sean Wade, too. who struggled too. who struggled against Penn State's best uh, offensive player, Jahan Dotson. Obviously, you mentioned that one-handed catch earlier. Uh, he, he really struggled. Like, it's funny. He, on, on one of the, uh, on Dotson's third touchdown, his press, yeah. like he's so physical. He, he, he knocked Dotson off completely with his, his jam, but then just lost him. Um, mm-hmm. he, he looked kind of like a step slow. He, he's very physical and he, you'd think he'd make more sense as an outside corner, but he is struggled through two games um, the, the physical makeup is all there with his length. His press technique is like, his, his, he is so aggressive at the line of scrimmage, but then his, his hips are a little tight. Um, he, he kind of plays a little high. Uh, he looked a lot more natural as a nickel last year, which is kind of weird. Um, but maybe he ends up being more of a day two guy than this potential first yeah. round dude. Yeah. And it, it kind of not, I mean, he kind of got out physical by Dotson on the one hander too, which is kind of not the greatest look it's like I, I don't know like is he is he sliding as much as he just hasn't stepped up yet and he's been really inconsistent to start yeah and i mean you know he, I, he opted out so time away who knows but um yeah. to to be and a transition fir- to outside yeah right? to be to, to be a first round pick he needs to be playing much better i agree he, he was definitely my uh top guy uh i'll stick in the game and another one um where it's not like I'm killing the guy, but I, I just thought Pat Fryermuth didn't step up at all, and he, he there was like no impact. He had what three catches, forty six yards. Yeah, he, he was dropping the ball, um, and just like with with the way Pitts has been playing, he's hopped him definitively and obviously, and like I was I was I had Fryermuth over Pitts in the summer, and I love Pat Fryermuth. Um, but this has not been the best. Like, he wasn't bad last week. But, like, with this game, he, 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 they needed him. He didn't step up. He was making drops. Jonathan Cooper um, moved him with a long arm, baby. Yeah. <laughs> it's just not not a good look. So, like, it's maybe, like, is there – like, Pitts is, Pitts is going to go high. And then it's like, is there two or three first-round tight ends in this in this um, draft, or is it now just Pitts? Um, we'll see. Long way to go, though, obviously. Uh, I'll, I'll give you – from that game as well, Shakatoni and Jason Wade didn't have nearly as big an impact yeah. as they needed to. Tony was like pretty much shut down. Away was a little more impactful as a run defender, but overall, you didn't hear their names called very much. And Justin Fields was kept pretty clean for the most part. And that's a really good offensive line for Ohio State. But like the interior was getting more to Fields than than those guys on the edge. Um, Nicholas Petit uh, Frere. I- the the yeah. redshirt sophomore right tackle, he's been incredible through two games, and yeah. he was a, a former number one offensive tackle recruit, and uh, he's a dude to keep an eye on. I know he's just a redshirt yes. sophomore, and he is probably for next year, but f- he has looked awesome against big time, against a big time player here. So. Mm-hmm. Agree. Uh, I, I, let me jump ahead a bit because we're here. I put Shaka Tony for being overhyped because after last week's performance, Twitter was way too overreactionary. Is that word? I don't know. I don't. They, they I, overreacted. I don't know if I agree they, with you there. I, no, I don't know, man. Like I saw him like in mocks, like at the end of the first round this week, oh. and I, 
Yeah, no. I don't. I don't read mocks. No, mocks are like more fun. They're supposed to be reactionary. AJ, come on, have some <laughs> okay, fun. Whatever. But speaking th- of react, go ahead. No, no I was gonna say I understand what you mean. I'm like he ate Indiana alive and then was very little impact in this game. Yeah, I think he had like a, a tackle. And yeah, you're right though. The um, what's the name? Freer. I can. Yeah, I can't say petit Freer. I'm not. Petit, Petit Friere. Friere. Just, just say it like you're French, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, he, he's left amazing. Uh, speaking of a little overreactionary, and it's both me and the hype. <laughs> it goes both ways. Terrace Marshall just didn't show up for LSU this week, so maybe stop the hype train a little bit. It didn't help that his quarterback was horrible and he was hurt. Yes. Yeah, and not great. But, yeah, a couple drops. Um, yeah, he had, he had like, it. two drops on their first or second drive. drive. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, but yeah, it's, again, it, it's hard to kill him because of the situation, but also, and that's a good Auburn secondary, but also, mm-hmm. uh, with this wide receiver class, you can, you almost can't have that type of down week yeah, in, exactly. in a big it's game, not, especially. Yeah, no, that's, that's a good way to put it. So I'm not saying he's actually sliding. I'm just saying yeah. that hype train was moving, moving big time and big time fast. And now there's a cow on the track. So just stop it a little bit. I'll go um, to Michigan, Michigan State. Quiddy Payne and Aiden Hutchinson yeah. against like not a offensive line known for dominating at at Michigan State. <laughs> I, Pay got banged up a bit, but so neither yeah. neither of them had much of an impact. They combined for ten tackles and two hurries, and th- that's after a week where both of them looked incredible against Minnesota, who maybe they just really really suck. Pay and Hutchinson? No way. Um, but yeah, Minnesota does. Um, <laughs> yeah, like Hutchinson, I, I felt like he's still ma- he was still making those plays against the run. But yeah. yeah, that one chase people, down. Yeah, I love that. Was that was a great play? That was gonna be a big play if he didn't get to. Uh, I think it was Lombardi. He right still there. lost. It literally doesn't matter. Shut up. Um, <laughs> but you know, people have been wanting to like put him, peg him as a first round guy. Where I, I see the talent, but yeah, if, if you're putting him there, then this is a this is a another stop. That I, I do not think game. any edge rusher in this class has solidified themselves as a no doubt first rounder at this point. But there's a lot of guys in the conversation. There's like ten guys in the conversation yeah. that goes back yeah. to how fun this class is. And I will yeah, you're, you're, th- I'll, I'll throw another out. Caden Stearns, the safety for Texas, two years ago. Had some. This guy's gonna be a first round pick one day. He's been not yep. very good this year. Um, he really struggles in coverage. Oklahoma State, like he he got killed on a rub, where he came yep. down on on a on a bubble and just like passed off the bubble to nobody and it was a touchdown. Um, he's like more of a day three guy than anything to me. Mm, yeah, uh, you've hit a lot of my guys. I'll, I'll throw my last one here. Ed Ingram. Sorry? Ed Ingram. No, I, I was going to say Tanner Morgan because... Oh, he's not even a prospect. Exactly. That's my point. He went from being like a maybe a day... Like a, a, an earlier... But to who? I don't know who was... Like, I had undrafted the, in the summer. I don't... Let no, yeah. Like, I, I know from your perspective, I understand why he's here. I just don't understand what these people saw to think he was anything. I heard yeah, on a podcast that, a week and a half ago that, that someone thinks he's going to be a first-round pick, and boy, were they wrong. What the fuck? Um, <laughs> so, so, okay, for those people now, so so say it's that person, right? You stop Is evaluating QBs if you're that person. <laughs> That's probably correct. But to that guy, it's even draftable now. 
even if you I don't, want, is he going to be, be the guy. starting quarterback in Minnesota in three weeks? I don't know. Well, I don't know. Maybe, but especially because, like, you got to assume Maryland got housed 43-3 to Northwestern. If Tanner Morgan can't put up points on that defense, who's he going to put points up against? Rutgers is good oh, now, oh. too. Everyone's good. The Big Ten's sick. <laughs> uh, my, my, final um. one is, my final one is Ed Ingram, the LSU left guard. He has so much potential, but he just looks like he, he really struggled uh, working to the second level. He also just blue picking up blitzes a couple times he weird interior offensive line class and uh he he was a guy who had some maybe first round potential and i don't i don't know about mm. that all right out of nowhere prospect uh Jahan dodson yeah kind of kind of clearly uh we already talked about him eight catch 144 yards three touchdowns i, I got uh, one hander was it go ahead yeah I, I i thought we were done silence dead silence because we already talked about him so i was just gonna move on to the next thing Oh, okay. No, I'll just I'll throw one more thing in about him. Five eleven, one eighty two, but it feels like he, he he plays bigger than that. Yeah, he's really he he's really stepped up with KJ Hamler gone. Even against Indiana in the loss, he was their best player. He he put them in a position to come back in that game with that huge what sixty yard touchdown grab. Yeah. Uh, here I'll throw one more quick. Uh, Tulsa IDL uh, Tyree Stevenson, who's six three three fifty one and carries it well. Uh, moves well, six tackles, uh, one and a half TFLs. Uh, that I got. An, I'm going to mention another Tulsa IDL guy. Uh, interesting. That that Tulsa defense. I, I'm enjoying watching them. The secondary is kind of shit. Collins, Collins was banged up in this one, but Stevenson looked awesome. Anyways, go ahead. Antoine Simmons, the Michigan State linebacker. He was yeah. the biggest game changer for Michigan State yep. in that win. He shut down a Michigan offense that really wants to run the ball. Um, he's he's undersized for a linebacker. He's like built like a safety. He's like six one two fifteen, but he's flying around. He he was sniffing out plays on that end around. He, he at no point believed that like the, the entire defense went one way and he sniffed out the play the other way. Um, looked good in coverage he, he, too. He maybe a box yeah, he safety. Made Interesting. He made the PBU on the on the Haskins jump throw. Yeah, on the on the goal line too, where he again he's the only guy that knew what was coming. He he is he he's a lot of fun to watch, even though maybe he's a late day three undrafted type of prospect. Um, prospect yeah. who made me look stupid. Big Cat Bryant had himself a nice game against LSU. <laughs> he had he had the interception, but even yeah. more than that, he he was applying pressure as a pass rusher, showing off that athleticism, showed some speed to power. Um, the LSU offensive so line looked yeah I know that's why I felt like I had to say something that's a good one that's it wasn't a like one. a dominant game or anything but it was I think probably the best game I've seen him play before so um, best prospect versus prospect matchup uh, it's another one we've talked about I put the Ohio State offensive line versus the Penn State defensive that's, line yeah, like you said that's a good one the 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 edges for Penn State were a little quiet and the OSU uh, tackles looked good um, Munford and Petit Freire. Thank you. <laughs> but on in the interior, I actually here, I'll have my other overhyped. I think you said it last week, but you had Josh Myers for overhyped last week, I think. Yeah. Um, again, another guy who's getting so much hype on Twitter, and I think you're right. I think it's like, meh. And like, he's fine, but he's not yeah. like this. Like, I don't, I don't see him competing with Creed Humphrey to be that first center off the board. No, exactly. And I think, um, like, even Dane Burglar, who I think we both respect so much, said, like, He's one of uh, – it might be a top three center for him, and which is understandable. But, like, if you don't – if that's, like, a, a top 50 guy, then I, I don't agree. Yeah. No, so, that, yeah. The, uh, D- Dane's very high on him. 
Yeah, yeah. So yeah, those I kind of killed two birds with one stone there. Uh, same matchup for you, or do you have another one? I I, I went with you. Already mentioned Firemuth earlier, but just mm. the way Ohio State played uh, Firemuth, they yeah. had different. Last year was a lot of Pete Werner. This year it was Pete Werner, Baron Browning, and Marcus Hooker, um, who all looked pretty good against him. Uh, and then mm-hmm. and then when they asked him to stay home in pass block, I already mentioned that Jonathan Cooper long arm move. Um, it was a fun little battle seeing. Ohio State kind of deploy different looks against uh, a potential first-round tight end. I, I know they scored, what, 25 points, but I thought the Ohio State defense uh, was better than against Nebraska. Yeah, because they could actually stop the run. Yeah. Prospect, who played at the box, outplayed the box score? Here, I'm going back to Tulsa, baby. Jackson Player, all right? He's Tulsa. He's an IDL for Tulsa. He's six foot two ninety, so he's in that, that range we always like. Uh, had to play, like, their five-tech this week because uh, the, the guy was out there. Uh, and like he was like bending the corner and, and getting to the pass uh, to the passer, and he, he only had two tackles, four quarterback hurries. He was all over uh, allers, man. Like I swear to God, it was every single snap he was getting to the backfield, and then he blocked a field goal. Again, that's just a low key box score where you wouldn't see on first lines. Uh, I like Jackson Player. I know it was easy to you, but uh, is it, that's a guy to watch. And there's just so many guys on this Tulsa defense. Yeah, they're, uh, I don't know, we're really fun. Um, I went with Haskell yeah. Garrett, uh, who last week um, was was the big talk of the town. And this week, again, it didn't show up in the box score, but he, mm-hmm. he was applying a ton of pressure. He got uh, Big Tommy T3 sacks uh, next to him. Yep. And uh, he might be taking, and I've seen this on Twitter a couple times too, Devon Hamilton kind of arise out of being in the rotation uh, two years ago to being a stud last year, and, and it feels like Haskell Garrett's now taking that same route as a senior. Yeah, I liked him last week. What, what, quickly, what do you think about Tommy T's uh, draft stock? Because this was a big game, obviously. Well, he he's like the pass rush kind of came out of nowhere. He's been like a potential <laughs> like day three nose tackle type, maybe undrafted. But uh, now, like, I mean, seeing him, Haskell Garrett, seeing all those seniors step up, Jonathan Cooper too. Um, yeah. It'll no, be interesting. Uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to see like how high these guys can. Uh, I think because yeah, they're, they're all kind of flashed. Garrett's got the most, but like potential to go high. I agree, but yeah. I agree. Yeah, um, prospect who's being overhyped. I hit mine, Tony and Myers. Oh right, 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 right. Who, who, who you got? Uh, Shaka Tony for context, not Kadarius Tony. Oh sorry, yeah, thank you for saying that. Shaka Tony and Josh Myers. Uh, I want Chuba Hubbard. Just. It's like every week. It's very yeah. not. Yeah. Like unless he rips a big, big touchdown, he's not doing a whole lot. Two point nine a carry, okay. and like he's just not breaking first contact. He, the more I see him, which I, I was I already wasn't that high on him, but like now I'm certain he's a day three type of back, um, who's more of a complimentary change of player, pace. change of yeah. pace, maybe a little more than that, but. Like, I, I don't know. I, I don't see it, and I love him because he's Canadian, but, boy, he's it's, I know, underwhelming. It sucks. I love him, and I want to love him more, but he's not doing it for me. I agree. Uh, small school guy who caught your eye? Our guy, one of our podcast favorites, baby, Trey Walker, who I just hey. want to keep highlighting because he's a fucking human highlight reel, man. He had nine catches, 170 yards, two touchdowns, and Nick Starkle's dropping bombs there in San Jose. Both touchdowns were insane. One just like a, an amazing one foot down in the corner of the end zone catch. The other were uh, just a, a 
a contested catch in the end zone. Uh, he's awesome. Uh, I just want to see him get highlighted more. I don't know if he's going to. I think we're going to have him as a sleeper going all the way through April, and, and we're going to look right, baby. Quickly, Carson Strong, my <laughs> my other guy, <laughs> another huge game. But I'm waiting for a big highlight game against a good team to, to kind of really talk about him. I got a deep sleeper. I, uh, I caught a Georgia Southern South Alabama Thursday night. The back? Yeah, Wesley Kennedy. He yeah, he's he, good. And, and they've Georgia Southern has produced um, Jarek McKinnon and Matt Breda in recent years. Yeah. And Wesley Kennedy, potential undrafted guy who just he looks so shifty in in the open space. He had fourteen touches for one hundred and one yards, two scores, including the game winner. Um, I don't know. I just something about something about Georgia Southern with these little shifty hey. space players. Well, it's funny. Uh, their other running back is Oklahoma State transfer J D King, who I liked as a freshman at Oklahoma State. Oh my god, uh, I did not realize that was him. Like yeah, I knew yeah. I, I, I that did not click. Like. I'm watching it and I'm hearing his name, but that's not clicking for me that it's the same guy. Yeah, I remember um, you being big on JD King. That's weird. Yeah, because yeah, he looked better than uh, who was the Justice Hill, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. As a freshman at points. Um, yeah. So both, I, I agree with Matthews too. That they both, I don't know about King, he's a senior now. I think it might be whatever, but they're both kind of interesting. You're right. Uh, okay. Um, you know what else is interesting? Weed whacking your weeds. And you can do that with Manscaped's just released Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Hair Trimmer. Take a look in the mirror and I guarantee you'll see hair sticking out of those holes. It's time to keep your ear and nose hairs looking nice as your clean-shaven pubes. Manscaped is forever changing the grooming game with the Weed Whacker. This nose and ear hair trimmer provides a proprietary skin-safe technology which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. The premium Manscaped Weed Whacker uses a 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary blue, blue ball, I almost said it, blue balls, dual blade system. <laughs> it's intentionally contoured, intelligently and intentionally contoured design enhances the trimming experience and it is waterproof which makes for easy operation and cleaning. The only nose hair trimmer on the market with a powerful and rechargeable lithium-ion battery that lasts up to 90 minutes of use. Have you ever pulled your nose hairs out with your fingers, AJ? No, because I'm still here and kicking. That might hurt worse than dying, because you do die if you do it. Manscaped is making whacking your weeds a time to look forward to delivering maximum confidence while providing hygiene. Yes, you will get replaceable blade every three months to keep your weed whacking time clean and enjoyable. Look, fellas, 79% of partners polled admitted that long nose hairs is a major turnoff. Hey, let's not just only tell the fellas, ladies, also shave your nose hairs. It's time to upgrade your Manscaped routine with the Weed Whacker. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. Thank you, Manscaped, for keeping our pubes trimmed and our hair holes looking nice. Um, you know what else is looking nice? My wallet, because I went to bed online and I spent hundreds and hundreds of dollars on college football, and I'm a winner this week. I went 3-2. and two. And uh, I feel pretty good. And thank you, Bet Online, for giving me an easy, accessible place to bet online. And use promo code Armchair to take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Now, Bet Online presents my five picks of the week and AJ's one short of a six pack. Uh, okay, uh, how'd you I do? Went, I went three and two. You went two and three. But I, I my my joke. guessing of the lines were great. So I hit one dead on and two. With no, one one, so that, no one cares about that. No one cares. That's what I. That's all I care. Okay, about. Okay, hit us. Uh, I, I'll be doing six games uh, because we have one canceled two weeks ago. I'll be doing six games this week in respect to the Pac-12. AJ, hit us with your first gamble of the week. 
a classic AJ pick, baby. It's the Friday night or 9.45 p.m. on FS1. Fox Sports yes. uh, BYU at Boise State. The Smurf turf is impenetrable. Uh, Boise didn't look great, but no Honk Bachmeyer this week for them. Uh, he might be out again. Jack, so that's a big Jack Sears looked good, though. The USC transfer. That's true. That's true. That's true. I'm taking my once-hated, now-beloved Cougars minus four and a half in Boise. What do you think about the line, and what do you think about the pick? I have it minus six and a half for the Cougars. So okay, we'll go to so five and a half. We're going five and a half? Yeah. yeah and we're both taking the Cougs. Uh, I feel like... I'm nervous, though. I, I'm a little nervous, nervous too, just because they haven't really played anyone who's as well-coached and... No, yeah. not not, I, not that Boise State's got a ten talent, but they're just well coached and they're consistently a ten one program, and it's in Boise. Yeah, but it's I, a nightmare I, factory. We just got to keep running, riding this Zach Wilson wave. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, and I don't know. It just it feels like it's their year, and uh, they beat Boise last year. But this is if they can get over this mountain. First of all, they're going over undefeated. But I think even just for the program itself, this is a big, big game to win. Um, okay, I, so I took that, you took that. I'm taking the first Pac-12 game of the year, 12 p.m. on Fox, Arizona at number 21 USC. And I put it Arizona State plus nine. Uh, I have an eight and a half. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Yeah, so and I, let's, I'm taking Arizona State. Let's go yours. Let's go yours. Um, eight and a half. It's better for us? Smart, yeah. <laughs> no, it's worse. Oh, yeah, shit. Yes, right. Oh, my I'm God. You yeah, let's go eight okay, you're new to math. Let's go eight and a half. We're both taking Zona State. Arizona State, to me, is the, surprisingly the better coached program. Um, <laughs> it's true. I, I, I also think, like, although Caden Slovis is a stud, so is Jaden Daniels. He is. And both teams have receivers. Frank Darby for Arizona State. Amon Ross St. Brown for Mike, USC. I love Frank Darby. I'm waiting. This is the big game, baby. It, it's like this is a legitimate, like, this game matters a lot in the Pac-12. I think yeah, either one, either one of these teams could give Oregon s- some some hell this year in, in the conference. Um, I don't know. I just gotta feel it. I love Herm Edwards at Arizona State. This Arizona State program has been pretty fun and competitive. Uh, I don't know that they win, but I think they can cover a spread that big. Like I think this yeah, is a, to- so, a close game, right? Yeah. No, I agree. I, I to see what the actual spread is going to be is going to be really interesting. If if you get it. Arizona State more than a touchdown. I take that. Um, I like that. Hey, and <laughs> this is the dreaded 9 a.m. kickoff local time. But hey, Arizona State does not observe. Or sorry, Arizona and the state of Arizona does not observe daylight savings time. So play that with with what you will, Rob. I think they got the time bump here, baby. Ah, uh, very clever. Uh, okay, my my next game noon <laughs> noon on FS1. Number thirteen Michigan, who will not be ranked that high, at number seventeen Fuck. Indiana, who will probably just stay there. Um, I'm taking. I put it Indiana favored by three and a half, and I'm taking Michigan. You did this last week with the Michigan State game. I, I'm not going to comment. You do whatever you want. What do you mean? Um, I. I I'm ignoring Michigan. What, they don't exist. Anymore. What do you mean? I do what every week? Pick a pick, Michigan. You're reverse jinxing Michigan. Maybe I don't know. It's <laughs> <laughs> my six um, adding game, so <laughs> fuck you. This is an interesting matchup. I I mean I have zero faith in the Michigan Wolverines right now. Uh, Indiana's playing well. Uh, they they need to win this game, and I I, I think it's a smart play because the line is probably gonna be low and. 
and they need to win. Period. If they don't win this game, Harbaugh might be on the street next week. So that's definitely not true. Bill <laughs> never fire him. That's my new idea. And also, he, I figure because of COVID this year with his buyout, they're probably not going to fire him. Period. But yeah, and Tom Brady's going to replace him one day. Um, okay, my ne- my, my turn. Oh, okay, Jesus Christ, sorry. My turn, Rob. Go fuck yourself. Um, Jesus. actually, we might have the same ones. Three thirty CBS, yes. the cocktail party, baby. Yeah, I'm going. I I went back and forth. I'm really just picking this game because it's it's a big game. Florida at Georgia. I am taking the dogs mm-hmm. minus three and a half. I put it at four and a half, so we'll go four. Okay. Who are you taking? I'm taking the dogs. I, that, I went back and forth. I So that Georgia defense, I know what Alabama did to it, but Florida doesn't have those same horses, uh, especially like they don't have the running game that Alabama has. Uh, nor the yeah. offensive line play. Like I think the Georgia defensive line is going to be the biggest difference. But that Georgia defense, I even though Alabama torched them, I think it's still the best in the country. Um, offensively, the like the Florida defense isn't very good. I think Georgia's offensive line is actually pretty good, and Zamir yeah. White yeah. can do enough. And there, the, the like it'll be a more like I don't know. I I see it as like a twenty-seven twenty type of Georgia win. Plus, I, I plus I kind of honestly... hate Dan Mullen. <laughs> I don't know if it's going to be that high score. I kind of just feel like it might be Georgia controlling the like game what they did against Kentucky. White. Exactly, that's kind of what I'm feeling right now, and that's why I'm picking Georgia. Uh, Richard LeCount had a car accident. Um, probably going to be out. Oh yeah, that's going to be. I, that's, I didn't think about that. He and he, I, I he's did. the defensive captain. He was the best player against Kentucky, probably. Yeah, and that's kind of the Pitts matchup too. But but. They still have so many guys at the back end yeah. there. Obviously, we, we you know what ball. you know would so be cool. We'll figure something out. You know what would be cool. Tyson they, Campbell yeah. on, on Pitts. Yeah, yeah, it would be very cool. And I think they should because like C- Tony versus Campbell, not really a great matchup. Um, and you, you take away Pitts, you're taking away Florida's offense. Yeah. Uh, okay. So anyways, yeah, I'm taking Georgia in a in a really boring game. To be honest, that's my prediction. Okay, seven thirty NBC. We got number one Clemson at number four Notre Dame. No Trevor Lawrence. We got big DJU. I put it as a pick 'em because I didn't know what to do. Ah, uh, I love it, baby. I, I I'm taking Clemson minus one. I almost put a, a pick 'em. So I think they're still gonna favor Clemson, but very, very, very narrowly. Okay, so what do you want to put it at? Are you who are you taking Clemson? I was gonna take Clemson and a pick 'em. Okay, so we'll we'll take go my way because uh, minus we're one going that way, yeah. Okay, um, I I Notre Dame hasn't like beaten the doors off anyone. I don't trust. Like I think DJ's already better than Ian Book, which I don't think's a hot <laughs> take. Like the Notre Dame no. offense runs through the heart and soul of their offense is that offensive line. Liam Eikenberg. It's gonna be really fun to see him against this young Clemson D line. Um, Kyron Williams is a stud at running back. Yeah. If DJ can move the ball on the Notre Dame defense, which is not like a world-beating defense, they've got some like Jocks is stud. Um, they yeah. got like Dalen Hayes. They got some uh, edge players. But if they if like Travis Etienne space, that'll be fun to see if Jock just is spying him all game. Um, no, yeah, that's a good point. But I I don't know Clemson. I just can't imagine them losing to Notre Dame. They're too deep. They're they're too deep, and yeah, especially like. That that Clemson front versus I, I know there's not really like is Avery Thomas it, but who's suspended by the way for the first half. But uh, that Clemson front against the Notre Dame offensive line is gonna be fascinating. And like you said, that how, how they're gonna deploy Travis Etienne and how Notre Dame is gonna try to stop him. And it, it could be a jock versus Etienne head to head for a lot of the game. Um, 
And DJU was good enough, man. I, I think they're going to go into Notre Dame and win. But they, he's going to rig it, and Notre Dame's actually going to win, so it doesn't matter. Do you have any games left still? I do, yeah. 4 p.m., Fox, Oklahoma State, at K-State, who stinks. So I'm taking Oklahoma State in the bounce back. K-State was uh, ranked minus 16th. Yeah, it was stupid. They, they got fucking walled by West Virginia. And their defense, so, Skyler uh, Thompson's I, injured, but. Yeah, as, as, as still, they gave up, what, 40-some-odd points. Anyways, I'm taking Oklahoma State minus 6.5. Um, uh, K-State's frauds. Oklahoma State was. Oklahoma like, State's going to be favored by like way more than that. In Manhattan? I, I don't know. I can't imagine it's not double digits. They're ranked 6. I, I, I don't know. K-State, like, ranked 16th, but their quarterback's been hurt. I think it's got to be at least 10. Okay. But, I'll, but I'll go, you, you can – I didn't pick it, so you do whatever you want. No, 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 no. That, this is what we do. I'll go to 10. You might be right. I don't I, – I, I, I thought the line was tricky. Uh, I think I actually originally had it bigger, and I tried to sneak one past you. So, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll take Oklahoma State minus 10 still. Okay, my final game, my sixth game, 730, ABC, Stanford at, at number 14, Oregon. Like, it's sad that this is, like, the the Kirk and uh, Chris Fowler call, right? Like, that's yeah. not a I good – I like, it is. I think just to celebrate the fact that the Pac-12 is back, but it's, like, the USC-Arizona yeah. State game is more interesting. Um, anyway. Oh, definitely. Anyway. The Fox, big noon. Baby. Yeah, baby. We love big noon. Gus, Gus Angel on the call? Yes, please. Um, what? <laughs> uh, I'm going to go Oregon minus 12 and a half. What do you think? It's tricky because uh, nobody's played, Eugene. but <laughs> it's in Eugene, right? Yeah. Uh, Oregon uh, new starting like quarterback, line... a lot of opt outs. Penesuel opt out. I feel like that line should be bigger, but it won't be. So I'm fine with it. It should. Uh, do you, I would put it bigger if so many guys didn't opt out? But I know Davis I Mills. Know, but like, yeah. Okay, you sold me, Rob. That's a good line, and. Uh... Stanford's going to win. No way. Walker Little. To win. Yeah, I'm taking Oregon. Okay, I, don't, I don't even want to talk about the game. I just <laughs> take Oregon. Right, Me neither. It's a boring game. Yeah. All right. Pac-12's back. Life's good. Max back this week. Life's even better. <laughs>